All right, everybody. Are you ready for a spectacular show? Introducing the original bad hombre, the amazing nerd, the hardest working Antifa boys on George Soros's payroll, R.B.T. With Pablo Morale Martinez and Ernesto Mancibo, only on Radio Free Brooklyn. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, we just want to thank friend of the show, Lando, for that illustrious opening. Uh, really puts a nice gloss on our show, makes us seem more professional than we are. Yes. <laughs> it, it, indeed, it does. Um, for all your voiceover needs, seek Lando Laurel. He's the man, you know, the the. <laughs> The man with the voice. Your opening's good, but it could be better. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> but the only, the only, the only good, the only good thing about that fucking movie, man. Uh, the only good thing about that movie is Pedro Pascal's performance. Yes, one hundred percent. Oh, you're talking about Wonder Woman here. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was last. Last week's show, we just kind of uh, ripped that movie to shreds. <laughs> yeah, we did. But he was the only bright spot uh, in that show. Uh, oh, and for the yeah, for the listeners who don't recognize, okay. sorry, the for the listeners who don't recognize the voice, uh, this week we are joined by none other than friend of the show, man on the street, Jamie Veterame. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There should be like a uh, epilogue to the last show. Uh, I thought Gail was pretty good as well, though, in the show, in the movie. You yeah, know, the um, So I mean, or, I mean, sorry, so. <laughs> she did. She did well with what she could, but I mean, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like Gal Gadot wore, wore out her welcome the moment she started singing "Imagine." to the oh, camera wow. like yeah, as yeah, soon yeah, as she started doing that i was just like you know what i've heard enough <laughs> you imagine that you imagine that she when she's not one woman <laughs> <laughs> like i just imagine like you know if i was her buddy and then she'd come into the room and she'd just be like pavel i was thinking that <laughs> I would sing Imagine like the Beatles to the camera. I'd be like... Unfortunately, uh, nobody told her. It's not a good idea. Um, yeah, I know, exactly. Yeah, in my head, I'd be like, she makes too much money for me to stop being her friend. Oh, so. no. oh, <laughs> oh man. Oh, oh. Good. <laughs> Good to know, Jamie. Good to know. In case either of us ever hit it big, uh, this guy cannot be trusted. I'll keep that one in my send email. The best things in life are free, but you could give them to the birds and bees. I want mine. The cult one I want. Hold on, one of them. What? The cult of Wonder Woman. To the cult of Wonder Woman. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, 
we we can we can segue into like the people who are defenders of that movie, and I'm like I would like to call those people wrong. Um, <laughs> they're just fucking wrong. I mean, that the movie is a fucking mess, and then all it does it is it culminates in in something something so cringe inducing, where Wonder Woman just speaks to the camera and she's just saying empty empty words. <laughs> empty things about the truth like the truth is like something so beautiful it's so good don't you want the truth and i'm just like nah <laughs> oh jeez. they really i mean chris pine's character what was going on there? oh, there's no need for that oh man that dude is a uh is an abused man that poor dude we never even talked. I, I feel like we are doing a little bit of a post mortem on Wonder Woman. <laughs> hey, look, it's not it's Wish Master Five or Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I so far maybe, maybe they were going for some like really like since nineteen eighty four some really like shitty nineteen eighty four movie. You know, from the eighties, like Superman Three or some shit. You know, like, yeah, it does feel like the quest for peace. Was that the one where he threw the nuke into the he threw the nukes in the sun? Probably. Was it? Was that part three? I thought. Yeah, the one with nuclear man. That was maybe four. I think that was, oh, that was four. four. Yeah. Richard Pryor was three, right? Yeah, Richard Pryor mm. was three, and they fought that cyborg um, thing woman. Oh my god, that thing haunted my fucking nightmares. <laughs> remember when she actually turns into a cyborg? Yeah. Do you guys remember that? It's I do. Like they, she gets pulled into that computer thing, and then like she's just screaming for mer like blood curdling screams <laughs> for mercy, and this thing is like tearing at her flesh, and like it's just like out of a fuck. Like I'm just like, why? <laughs> 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 like my child brain is like, stop. She's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, it's a thing, though. That, the first movie was was pretty good for what it was, right? So, yeah, you know, for, uh, for what it was. One, yes, Superman one's the classic. It's pretty solid. Yeah, yeah it's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's what happens to great uh, properties sometimes. It's like the first one kicks off, and it's just like everybody's amazed. And then they try to recreate the magic with subsequent movies just for the cash grab. And you can tell the people behind it just don't really care. And it suffers yeah. greatly. You know, we can't, uh, they can't all be um, Perfect. Iron Man 3s, you know, but. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> agreed. And are, are you saying that because you, you like Iron Man 3? Because I know you, in the past, you've been like, oh, I don't know if it's a good movie. Nah, I don't Iron like, Man, I don't Iron, like, Iron Man, I don't like you, Iron Man 3. I'm suspect about Iron Man 2. Uh, I I like you for like some of the darker things where they touch on his drinking. That's just whatever, but mm, mm. kind of shit at sometimes too. But yeah. it's Marvel, and they have four thousand other movies that are better. So real good. True, <laughs> true. I liked Iron Man too, just for you know, it, it was it was a very much a, just a popcorn movie. It was very adventurous. War Machine was in it. Um, it was the just the best like, version. Make it Machine. Machine. Yeah, make it huh? was a bit. Oh well, <laughs> yeah. I want, <laughs> I want my bird. I want my bird. But 
speaking of trash, let's talk about people who get caught up in cults and whether it's a religious cult or a cult of personality it seems like america is very much afflicted with that uh in the last little while and uh, amplified in the last four years so um pavel you started off before we started recording with a really good question that got us thinking about the subject. So why don't you just hit us with that? Well, I, I, I was I was thinking about it because I was talking to, you know, producer of the show, um, uh, uh, producer and friend of the show, Sabrina. Uh, she, we were, we were both watching this documentary called The Vow, um, mm-hmm. which is about this, this uh, cult called Nexium, which started off as like a health, uh, self-help group. And then it spiraled into like um, sex trafficking and, um, uh, you know, uh, double dealing and shit like that. And it's it's horrifying. Like and and when we were watching it, like uh, Sabrina was like, I can't believe that anybody would follow this guy like this guy. When you see the guy who leads it. You're just like, really? This guy? Really? This guy? He seems like a cult leader. He looks like a cult leader. Like, he's wearing, like, earth tones. He's wearing earth tones. He wore- he's got, like, the designer little little teeny glasses. He's got the long hair and, and the, 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 the five o'clock shadow beard. Um, Shit and, you know... Yeah, just, <laughs> you know, I, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm describing Jamie all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> he was wearing a brown sweater. He had a drink in his he's hand, wearing, you know. <laughs> he's wearing, a, like, a Yankees cap. Or... <laughs> he also talked like this, like, <clears throat> yeah, so, yeah, you want to follow me? <laughs> No, but uh, we were just like, why? She was like, why would anybody follow this guy? And I'm just like, why do people like we both uh, threw around the idea of like, well, the question of like, why do people put all their eggs in one basket? Why do people put all their faith in one man? What makes um, one person uh, so compelling that you would do things for them that seem like completely out of like you like a- any sane person would look at that and be like why would you even do like i think of fucking charles manson right mm. charles manson's just like you know go down there and kill everything that's kill anything that's not beautiful or whatever. and then that let that led to the tate labianca murders yeah. um so uh, and i'm just like yeah why, why do people do shit like that so i'm, I'm posing that question to you guys like why do you think that where did where do you think that mentality comes from where it's just like you know um uh i'm going uh, like i'm going to follow this person because i think they have all the answers and i'll do anything that they say like do, do you guys sympathize with that or do you can you see how that can start it's you hard know? it's hard because i mean i my brain's not wired that way. So it's hard right. to think that. Like, I'm not going to capitulate to somebody that's a fucking... I guess people... Just, I guess they prey on people who are who are lost. And they're looking... Like, most of them try to be, like, godlike characters. Hmm. Right. 
right? They're 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 selling whatever godlike stuff based on. So they're looking to replace Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? <laughs> or whatever, whatever religion you follow, they know how to manipulate people the right way. I really, it's tough to understand how someone could be just fall prey to that. So, mm. yeah, yeah, I um, I, mean, I agree with that aspect uh, that Jamie brought up. Uh, usually. From what I've seen, these cult leaders try to prey on people who don't have any direction or who are in a very vulnerable place um, and any number of things in life that could just make you feel vulnerable. So they try to fill that void because people naturally want a certain amount of security and want uh, want things to make sense. Um, On top of that, I think... um, and everybody's wired differently, but I think for the most part, the population is sort of taught or inculcated, whichever way you want to look at it, to look to authority of some sort, whether you know, you're looking for an authority in regards to medicine to meet those needs or a financial planner or any such thing. And... If you're at a point in life where you're just completely lost, um, having somebody come along who can sort of symbolize the ultimate authority figure for you, or at least speak for the ultimate authority figure for you, uh, might be really attractive to somebody in that mindset because, one, you don't have to do any work. You don't have to go uh, looking for other people to explain things to you because now it's all in one. And uh, two, uh, if this person is convincing enough and, you know, you're in a vulnerable enough place, you don't have to do any critical thinking of the person, you know, and that can be really difficult for people because it involves it involves a certain amount of research. And if we're being quite honest, you know, you got to be critical of yourself. Uh, especially if you want to get anywhere in life, you got to be honest, like, okay, I'm feeling bad. Why am I feeling bad? That's a scary thing to ask. Cause now you got to face those demons. Whereas somebody who's in front of you, who's like, you know, I, I can take all that stuff away. All you have to do is do what I say, you know, for some people, for some people's, uh, mindsets, that's really attractive. And send me your money. Exactly. Yeah, well. <laughs> I, I was part of a, a, like a self-help group. I, I joined that group because I, I felt like I was very desperate for answers. Mm-hmm. You know, they they told me to do some uh, some weird things. I'm not, I'm not gonna like you know lay it out on all on the table and like say the name of this group or whatever. But um, I, I they think were just I know like, the group you're talking about. Yeah, I yeah. Know, okay, I know, I know, all right. I know you know. So they they Dark told me to, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Um, not just yet. No, that's that's a group I'm attending this coming uh, Wednesday. Um, <laughs> I'd say as I take a swig of beer. Um, <laughs> so stupid. Um, so anyway, uh, so I was part of that, and, and then they were just like, uh, call the person, the last person that uh, you feel that you wronged, or some shit. And I was just like, oh, damn, I'm going to have to call this, like, abusive ex-girlfriend that I used to have and, you know, have to like, deliver to them this whole spiel. And I knew I was just like, 
is this really making my life better? And then I thought to myself, well, if I want to get to a place where I feel like something, like a direct, the direction in my life clicks, I will do it just to see where it leads. And um, I think that's why I, I feel like I, I obviously I, I left that group because I was completely like disillusioned after like a month. Hmm. Um, well, you're figuring so, it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was just like, nothing that they're saying is clicking to me. So uh, I left that group, and then I was I made my own path. But at the same time, it's like I kind of like I sympathize with people who are searching for answers, and they're, they uh, they go to weird lengths to do that. Sometimes they feel that the peer, that the person leading them is like speaking to them in riddles and that they have to figure it out and they have to they're just like well if it means enlightenment then I'll go down this path but i mean like you you hear about that those leaders uh, all the time they're, they're your jim joneses hmm. they're your uh they're your your fucking you know your your cult leaders your your uh like Heaven's Gate dude, man. Yeah, Heaven's Gate dude. Yeah, Heaven's Gate dude. Holy shit, I forgot about that. Um, hey, wait, this is, we're talking about the Mount Rushmore jerk offs here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Boy. The Mount Rushmore of, well, well. I mean, what's scary too, there's a lot of them follow the same patterns. I mean, there's also a lot of drugs, sex, yeah. and child abuse. Every, every one of these motherfuckers are disasters. You know, yeah. So, hmm. I guess, yeah. The one that springs to mind is David Koresh, right? And well, the Koresh. branch, the, you know, the Branch Davidians. Yeah. Um, like the that's that's Japan was crazy too. Oh, I forgot about what, what was the name of that? that, that... <laughs> Yo, oh, I forget. The 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 guy in Japan is that is that who you're referring to? Yeah. That was yeah. he from Japan or was he from Korea? Oh yeah, sorry. No, no, he was no, no, he was from Japan because he released the sarin gas in the in the yeah. Japanese subway, right? Yeah, that was yeah. that dude was scary, man. He yeah, didn't he go after like heads of state and stuff like that? Like he was dumb shit. That he... dude was fucking like playing t- like twenty seven D chess. <laughs> oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> 2070, that's it. Oh. <laughs> it goes up to 88. And when you get to 88, you're going to see some serious shit. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm going to castle that motherfucker. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, but, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, um, but that's the thing. It's like they, the, these guys are promising enlightenment. They're promising their followers that there will be an answer like all your and, and, and what's weird about it is like you like in the documentary for uh nexium is that you get these people and they're smart and they're successful and you know what sucks is that their their um three actors are were involved with that group one of them you know like one of them was like the notorious allison mack you guys remember that lady she was in smallville she was chloe mm-hmm Okay. Um, then you get Callie from Battlestar Galactica and Boomer. No. Yeah, it was heartbreaking to see them, dude. Oh. Yeah, no. it was fucking heartbreaking to see them. Um, 
You, you... And I think since the documentary came out, fucking um, uh, Boomer, that the actress Grace Park, mm-hmm. she scrubbed herself from the internet. Um, so yeah, does she even? So is she even acting anymore? I don't know. I, 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 I the last thing I ever heard her of her doing was Hawaii Five O. Oh man! So yeah. um, damn, guys... damn Cylons. <laughs> <laughs> But do you do you guys do you guys sympathize with some of these people? I mean, these people like um, you, you hear about them. You know, um, they join this group. They're desperate for answers. You know, uh, these people who feel like they can't find a grip on life, and then they put all their trust in this guy who mixes the truth with lies. With uh, you know, it's always like a little bit of fact and fiction. And then they and end they, up. They, love, they usually love bomb the person. Yeah. Lo- what do you mean love? What do you mean love bomb the person? What they, does that mean? Even if they, at one point, if someone is having a second thought, they start showing a lot of love to them. To okay. Of, you know what I mean? So because it makes it very different for, uh, very difficult for people to walk away from that sense of community yeah. and, and acceptance if they get love bomb. It's just like, oh well, these people, they actually care about me, so they must be. In yeah, s- they in some sense, off. right? You know, you think that's 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 probably what they do. You, uh, you say, yeah, yeah. You you say that, and I and I immediately think of Tom Cruise, right? <laughs> Tom Cruise, because every time, like, I, I see like of of like a video of you know an expose on Scientology, um, they have like the leader of Scientology. What's his name? Miskovich or whatever. Um, they have him like talking about how great Tom Cruise is, and then Tom Cruise is like, <laughs> you know, he's like, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, kind of uh, grin like an idiot next to him. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, I mean, I, and I'm assuming that's what they do when they get in, when when they see that uh, these people uh, that they're working with are kind of rising to prominence. I don't know. Um, uh, uh, I, I mean, is that? I think with Tom this... Cruise. Sorry, I don't mean yeah. to interrupt. But I think with no, Tom... no, no. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I think with Tom Cruise, it might go a little deeper. It's definitely, he definitely um, is influenced by that love bombing thing. But with somebody like him, who has vast means as well as uh, influence within Hollywood, um, the the added mm, temptation of having so much power within this group also keeps him hooked in. I mean, he's not just a run of the mill Scientologist, you know, he's pretty high up there and people will essentially do whatever he says. So, you know, so if anything, that's what keeps the people who are higher up connected to the group. But in, to your original question, uh, do, do we feel um, a sense of empathy for these people? Um, I do to an extent uh, there, if you're human, um, at some point in your life, you're going to feel vulnerable. You're going to be in pain. Um, and you know, nobody can know everything at any particular time. So that's always going to be a point where somebody else can manipulate you. Um, you know, it's just, it's just one of those human things. The point for me where it stops though, is when the, uh, the cult or group, now tasks you to hurt other people uh for the sake of their cause 
whether it be through money, whether it be through physical violence, um, whether it be through marginalization. Um, one of the big things with groups like this is that um, they'll get you and then your friends and then your family involved in the group. And that just gives more leverage to the group because if you decide one day to question the group or leave the group, you will often be, and this is a common word among them, excommunicated, um, whether it's, uh, you know, Scientology or Heaven's Gate or Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, Okay. That's a big thing. Not to make make light of that, Heaven's Gate, um, you didn't get excommunicated. You just basically killed yourself. Well, well, that came at that came at the end. That was the, the that was the yeah. promise. That was the promise of well, escape. They missed a stop on Hellbomb. So. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I mean, like, <laughs> oh boy, wow. So I don't even know what to say to that, but um, no, I have with you. It's more about the the fucking leader should be fucking blown up in like fifty million pieces. You know what I mean? Right. The people, as Ernesto, I agree with what Ernesto is saying, but it, it's that leader. It's always that one leader. There, mm-hmm. what, what do you call them? The uh, the Messiah. <laughs> the Messiah, whatever. Everyone's a Messiah, right? Mm. At some point, there's some well, kind of religious figure to them. Right. In Nexium, that he called himself the Vanguard, which I was like, "Oh, that's oh boy. weird." <laughs> Destiny. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I, I mean, like you know, um, uh, I, 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 I don't know. Uh, it, it's hard to it's it's hard because now we're getting into controversial territory between you know you brought up um, what's it called the Jehovah's Witnesses. Yes. And, uh, I mean, like, there's that, that line where you're just like, are we going to talk about religion? Are we going to talk about, like, um, like you know, it, it, like we, we do in Christianity, we have a leader that, you know, ha- wears a, fu- a big funny hat. And then it's <laughs> like, you know, I have all the answers and I, I am the direct communicator to the Lord above, you know, the creator. Yeah, I'm but- sure back in the day, I mean, I'm not very versed on stuff with that as being but I'm sure back in the day the Romans and I mean what Christianity was born through Judaism right as an offshoot of it Mm -hmm. so I'm sure people who follow Judaism and the Romans thought Christianity was a fucking bunch of cultists yeah I I guess it's a matter of perspective but um, also just just so we're all clear um, in the modern age uh, when we're talking about cults that are tied to religion um, let's just be clear that there are, you know, there are very moderate versions of uh, religion that just sort of help you in your day to day goings and, you know, set sort of a basic set of rules. Don't hurt anybody. Love your family. This and the other. And then you have the ex- extreme sects of the of these groups, which usually that's where the major problems arise, the the, the ones that kind of. Yeah. seek to upend society so when we talk about when we mention any particular religion we're talking about the people who take it to like the nth degree yeah religion right. is a problem the people are a problem sometimes mm-hmm. the interpretation yeah. the, uh, the application and and who and really i mean whoever's at the top who 
there's you you can always find somebody at the top who's taking advantage of the people who are following it uh, so fervently who are who become the acolytes let's say um but uh, I'm saying, most of these cult leaders are trying to become their they're putting people who are following certain gods they're trying to become that person's new god hmm. or at least appear yeah. or at least appear, appear, to, yeah. appear to be so that they can get all the perks you know the uh this is how somebody like manson fucking coerce a bunch of 20 year olds to slaughter people you know mm. what I mean yeah and listen and he's like oh I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to some Beatles songs Helter Skelter fucking jerk off <laughs> <laughs> right and they miss it like that then uh, um, they basically twist a message that is kind of innocuous or virtuistic into something that is uh, manipulative and like just uh it's just scummy, uh, you know, and all, all of this, I, I feel like is, of course, leading to the biggest cults of all, like, right. Hmm. We're, we're dancing around, we're dancing around the subject, which is like the cult of Trump, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing. He is literally Jesus to those people, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I mean, I believe so. I believe that they regard it's, him as some kind of role. Yeah, it's so interesting though when you when you see reporters uh, talk to or try to talk to Trump supporters, especially the really like fervent ones. Uh, in, let's say, let's talk about you know what happened this past week with the uh, attempt, attempted coup at the Capitol. Um, when some news networks try to talk to see some of these Trump supporters, you notice that there's something very common among the really diehard ones. They talk about Trump directly. Um, they don't talk about the Republican Party so much, which at this point has pretty much become the enemy of Trump supporters. But when they speak of Trump, they don't really talk about his policies in detail. They just throw general buzzwords out. And then when they keep on talking about him, they always say things like, we believe in Trump. We love Trump. It's not about yeah. it's not about an intellectual connection with Trump. I mean, I I know I'm preaching to the choir here, uh, or preaching to the cult, as as we put it. But um, <laughs> but it's okay. it's it's about it's about the emotional connection. That's that's the common thing with with cults, especially cults of personality. It's about this man validates my feelings, and you know, feelings they can change with the wind. Yes, yes. They're the fuck your feelings crowd. They're the fuck your feelings crowd, but at the same time, they're also the per- the, the the same crowd that wants uh, uh, something like uh, the the consequences, like the chickens come home to roost, or the consequences eventually come knocking down on their door. Uh, they're the first people to um, turn to the camera and be like. You see this injustice? They're coming after us. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like um, it, it, it's like when uh, um, uh, 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 you know, I, I remember the uh, the the trials of Charles Manson, where uh, they the Mansonites or whatever the the Manson family yeah. would come into the courtroom and start chanting uh, in the middle of the court proceedings, and I'm just like, yeah, that seems like. This seems like that on a bigger scale, mm. right? Um, 
because these people are not are they're not sold on uh they're not like uh looking for any kind of dynamic where people can meet them halfway mm. or they they're not approaching at anything with any kind of rationale because their radicalization has become so complete that they will publicly like publicly they don't see it as humiliate themselves but prostrate themselves in front of the, the media or a crowds of people in order to uh, show their devotion to this one person who in reality doesn't give a single fuck about fuck them. shit about them. Yeah. Mm. He does not that's, care. That's where it's like, why? I, would ask, I always ask my Trump supporter and Italian friends that they need to gain some self-respect. And... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they love hearing that. Oh, wow. <laughs> But, but, it, it, it is. <laughs> but Pavel, you hit it. You hit it right on the head in regards to uh, these people are not looking to meet anybody halfway. Like it's all it's all a game. Remember, at the, just after the election, um, uh, the talking point was, you know, there is a process for uh, the swing states where the vote was really close. Let's let the process play out. You know, we want our recounts. And, yeah. and for the most part, most people are just like, you know what, if you're within your legal right, fine. But then when those recounts started not yielding the results that they were looking for, it was it was nakedly obvious that they're not interested. They're not interested in the process. They're interested in only one result. And even after the recounts, the hand recounts, the uh, the cases getting thrown out of court, um, they just sunk deeper and deeper and deeper into the emotional aspect of just wanting their guy to win. What does it sound like? A fucking cult. Yeah, it sounds like a fucking cult. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, how many taxpayer dollars that motherfucker spend in those lawsuits? Jerk off. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah but uh, that's that's when rationale goes out the window. It's like um, you know, in Scientology, you have those people who. Um, once they leave or defect Scientology, you know, you, you, you see it with fucking that show, Leah Ramini, uh, where she talks about like, you know, I left Scientology and this and that, and then they came after me, you know, mm -hmm. they come at, like, they come and they, they, like, physically, like, threaten you. They, uh, play, like, psychological games where they call your house, um, and this is not just the case, like, I'm, I'm not trying to, like, just single out Scientology. I'm talking about all, like, a lot of these fucking cults, right? Yep, yep. They will pull out, like, dossiers that they have on you. Like, they will fucking threaten your life. And... Sounds, like, uh, sounds like the IRS. Yeah, well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, they're, they're they, like, the lengths that they will go to protect their precious leader is like that. It's like they will go to bat. They will storm the capital. You know, they because they believe that this man is going to deliver on his promise to it, uh, to to make good on a slogan that um has very deep um racist tyrannical con connotations to it where it's shifts they believe that um that 
the because of the the other because the media arm of uh, Trump and the Republican Party, um, you know, Fox News and OAN, right? Mm-hmm. They believe that um, that the the gays and the Jews and the black people are all coming for you know, and the brown people they're all coming to change their way of life. Coming for your stuff, all, coming for your jabs. Yeah, coming for your jobs. You're coming for your women. You know, <laughs> uh, and you know they are definitely they're they're acting out of fear because um, uh, Trump is using a common cult fear tactic. Yes, he's mm-hmm. created a boogeyman, um, and he's like, you know, you need me to protect you from them. You know, so. Um, it's uh, it, it's it's one of the actual one of the biggest identifiers of um, cult thinking and and uh, group dynamics. Uh, one of the other things that I've noticed, especially this past week with uh, the Trump cult, is that the tenets that you trumpet and you actually create merchandise around uh, that people rally around are easily discarded once once you get to the most extreme part of cult behavior. So when this riot at the Capitol happened, suddenly, suddenly we don't back the blue speaking as a Trump supporter, right? It's like, it's that is something that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. All summer, all summer. It's just like, oh, respect the blue, the the blue line, this, then the other. And it's just like, we, we obviously see that. What it comes out to is it's respect the blue until there's a coup. And that's mm. and, and these people were down there with those and I've only I've come to see them only as hate symbols now with the black and white American flag with the blue streak in the middle while yeah. while assaulting uh Capitol officers. I mean, uh, I, I just want to mention by name uh Brian Slicknick who passed away the following day after being attacked uh, by these rioters at the Capitol, just doing his job. Um, He was hit in the head with a fire extinguisher. And when he got back to the part of the building where um, the officers sort of meet and uh, confer, I think that's when he started to succumb and they called an ambulance and got him to a hospital where unfortunately he passed away the next day. Um, and, and not only him, but we saw other officers literally being chased around the Capitol. One in particular, a, uh, a black Capitol officer, um, whose name is Eugene Goodman. Um, this guy's a hero. He saw that the area where the senators were secured, uh, within the Capitol was not quite fortified at that moment. So what he did is that he purposefully antagonized one of the uh, Trump rioters uh, by, you know, pushing him, putting his hand on him. And they in turn started to uh, yell at him and chase him. And he led them away from the senators until more backup could be sent to where the senators were being secured. So he lived, by the way, he's um, he's fine, but he literally put his life on the line um in this situation that in all honesty shouldn't have happened 
I mean, it's the capital right. of the United States. How is there not enough security? But well, we that's the thing, why, though, right? Not again, the conspiracy. Yeah. Trump delayed. Trump delayed any protection. Yeah, he didn't mobilize. He only mobilizes the National Guard when he knows that a bunch of African and there, I, I believe it's it's the, even that's contested because I believe some people are saying that it was Mike Pence who uh, actually mobilized the National Guard. Yeah, you know, Trump delayed it first. Ah, right, right. Like Mike Pence had to become president. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it's going to be um, a lot of with regards to to Trump. Uh, he's more complex a figure than say your run of the mill like Charles Manson's or your uh... way too much credit. He's not. <laughs> yeah. No. I, it's it, let me let me, let me let me let me rephrase that. What? The problem is the cult thing. His supporters think he's complex. Yeah. Mm. Uh, let me rephrase that. I think his position as president yes. is more complex. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's also it's also. Um, the fact that uh, there is a, you know, I, I think about when I when I see video of like the police opening the gates to um, to to the Capitol building and ushering in uh, all these rioters and and these fucking uh, you know the the so called patriots you know the that uh, uh, that I think to myself that I've seen this before and it was in a movie called fight club that you guys probably already know. Mm -hmm. There's that moment where, uh, and, and which is funny because I've, I always, I've always seen that movie as a satire. I know a lot of people take, uh, see that movie as like uh, glorification of misogyny, but I think it's completely, it, it's, it's it's making fun of, of, of male toxic behavior but at the same time it's Definitely. like they're flashing through fucking small frame yeah exactly exactly <laughs> exactly like i don't know i don't know how you cannot can't not see the movie as a satire um but um it's the same reason why like fucking people miss it. like uh they show starship troopers to soldiers and they're just like the soldiers get all hyped i'm just like it's a fucking satire like the <laughs> But anyway, they really um, do that shit. Yeah, they do. Oh god! Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, with regards to Fight Club, uh, I, I've, I'm like I've seen this before, where Brad Pitt delivers that speech where he's just like, "We pick up your garbage, uh, we watch your children, yeah. you know, we guard you while you sleep." But go back to Mike Pence. I mean, there's a lot of video today about a bunch. Of, I don't know if you saw it. A bunch of fucking people saying, "Kill Mike Pence." Oh yeah. Oh yeah, there was holy shit. There was definitely there was definitely a um Is that Antifa? <laughs> no. Is that some digital sound things from Scout Sound? <laughs> <laughs> it's all been manipulated. It's all CGI and stuff like that, right? Um Man, I don't have that many skills, but goddamn. Jeez, it's yeah, it's it's everything gets thrown out the window when it comes down to dear leader, you know. That's that's what's uh, extremely frightening and you know some people unfortunately this this country has uh developed such a short attention span when it comes down to um big events that it almost feels like next week we'll be on to the next you know clusterfuck but this is su super super serious and every single one of these people 
who rioted and destroyed property and hurt people need to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. I mean, this is they were literally trying to destroy any semblance of order in this country. I mean, did you guys saw that picture of dude in full, you know, B movie tactical gear with zip tie handcuffs? Um, yeah. Like these people meant to take hostages at a certain point. It's two big group. It's the big group, which is the buffoons and, um, you know, the people that onion their eyes in order to make themselves cry for the TV cameras. <laughs> And then there are the fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> so what, and then there's there seventeen seventy six to oh my god twenty one, great. So and and then there are the the people who are fucking serious about this, who are just like as soon as those doors come open, I'm gonna take hostages, I'm gonna make demands, uh, I'm gonna take action. I'm at like they're or they're part of the the organized revolution, right? Mm. Um, and, and it's, it's really scary. That's that, all of this, this shit that's happening is really scary because it, it's not just, it's the fact that those serious ones that are mixed in with all the buffoons Hmm. are being helped by the cops, by the, by the people who are just like, Hey, let me take, let me take some selfies. This is great. Um, the revolution is finally happening. I'm glad I was able to open the doors for y'all. And it's it's that's the part that scares me the most, because uh, as we've seen in the past uh, in the past four years, the police forces are totally on the side of Trump. Yep. Like they're like you, the NYPD, you know, you you have this this undying loyalty to the big blue mafia. Hmm. And then um, you uh, you combine that with Trumpism and it's a deadly concoction. It's just, it's a militarized fascistic force that at the drop of a hat is willing to act because Trump made it very clear in that speech right before the March on the Capitol building that uh, he was signaling everyone to go down there and make a change for him because, you know, uh, it's not a coincidence. That's where it gets weird though. It's like that police chief who resigned has to follow orders right trump is telling him to back off he has to back off yeah but the failure and the fucking privilege of following orders is the problem here you know but then again it's like at what point does is trump in control because he was he's the one that's national guard until after well he's also squeezing the toothpaste out of the tube and then will will he yeah he's squeezing the toothpaste out of the tube but at one point, if he tells them to stop, will they stop, or will they just keep going? Because they will follow his order. There's, it's as myopic as like they're they will follow his order. They probably told that police chief that they're going to come here and be like a fucking football fucking tailgate until they went there and it was real fucking nasty and they were not prepared. If seven thousand people were, I believe there was about seven thousand. I heard the capital had about security for about a hundred people. <laughs> they were not prepared and then Mike Pence and everybody else had to mobilize the National Guard he was the one this is this is my thing is like it's everything you're saying plus Trump needs to go to jail at this point <laughs> he really right. I'm sorry he, he, he absolutely has to be 
prosecuted because there is blood on his hands, which kind of leads oh, everything me, happened is his fault. It, it kind of leads me to the final and uncomfortable point. When it comes down to cult behavior and groupthink uh, of this nature, this this sort of thing doesn't happen overnight. Um, it's a it's it comes in waves and it builds. How do we combat? this sort of thing because it's not it doesn't dissipate it just sort of takes a different form what's the what's the long game how do we combat this sort of stupidity for lack of a better term how do we combat it yeah it's gonna be tough um, because the internet and digital this digital age has made everybody you know break a part of it here hmm. You know, deplatforming is, I think, uh, a very essential, limiting the amount of exposure that these guys have. And um, I I think, and Jamie, you're right, right? It's like taking away the the social media is a big part of it. But another part of it is that that we need to, like, this whole, the, the hate speech that is, made into propaganda by the right wing on Fox News. Um, well, the fucking media should be... Those guys should be yeah. mm-hmm. as well. Huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it's like um, you get you get hate speech from uh, from Fox News. You get your Hannity's being like, you know, um, when, when it is... The, you know, they're, they're touting the war on Christmas. They're uh, pushing Trump talking points. They're painting him out to be a victim, um, and you know these these guys, these buffoons, get the feeling that they're the underdog, right? Mm. They're the ones that that people need to watch out for because um, they're coming, yeah. baby. So they you know, they consider themselves marginalized, really. Yeah, mm. they con- they consider themselves marginalized. I just saw a video today uh, on on Twitter of some dude screaming about. Uh, he was he he found out he was on a no fly list at the airport, and he's like, "This is how they come after our rights. This is how they fucking get like this is communism." And it's like, no, if you yell fire in a crowded theater, this is what happens. You go to jail. But it's this victim mentality that um, is so effective because cult uh, uh, with regards to the cult behavior. Um, this is like something that is so that has basically sealed the door behind them with in terms of their groupthink is that they think they're the victims. They're the branch Davidians being like raided by the FBI, right? Yeah. And it's full on like like let's yeah, fucking yeah. mow them down, yeah. go to town shit. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't, how do you change that? I don't know. I don't think we've succeeded yet at all. I think it just gets worse by the day. Yeah. I, I don't. I actually have no idea how to how to combat that. What do you what do you think, E? I think that you guys both touched on uh, possible answers, and I think the ultimate answer, in my opinion, is that there's no one single answer. I mean, things like deplatforming, things like prosecuting people who commit these acts, are all effective uh, to a point. But just like the formation of these groups, um, it doesn't just happen one way. So combating it can't just be one way um if i had to point to anything that would at least attack the foundation 
that allows this sort of thing to happen. Um, it's making society more equitable to all people. I think that one of the things, um, cause if there's anything that I will at least partially validate when it comes down to people who join cults or anybody within the, the Trump cult is that on some level, people are in pain. Um, whether it comes down to not making enough, not worrying whether you can put food on the table, pay for your house, this, that, and the other. That's a real pain that's felt by everybody across every single demographic, right? And when you have that basic foundational pain, that's when you can manipulate it into so many different things, whether it's putting a, a gun in somebody's hand and them going ape shit and mowing down a bunch of people or joining a group to storm the Capitol or, or, or just being a domestic abusers. Like it, it, it all manifests from pain to a certain extent. Um, you can manipulate somebody who's in pain to think that you're only in pain because somebody's trying to take away your power. You're actually superior. And thus you have white supremacy um, bubble up into into this country. I mean, white supremacy started centuries ago here because, you know, you convince poor white people that black and brown by black and sorry, poor white people that black and brown people are the ones who are keeping them poor. It's just like, no, 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 you're all one poor collective group. There's an elite that is right. keeping you guys working and have made up these names so that you can feel just a little prouder than the black and brown people on the other side and can keep you guys fighting. Right. And we have it all the way into the common day. So uh, just to wrap that up, I feel like attacking the inequity on the most basis level in this country so that people don't have to fucking slit somebody else's throat just to survive would do a hell of a lot to dispersing a lot of this bullshit. Not completely. I think human beings as, as a creature are flawed to a certain extent, but if we can minimize the conditions that take advantage of those flaws, I think we could make like some real headway into that. Um, and not to, not to, uh, you know, cut anything off, but I just, you know, don't want to run over yeah. too much time. So let's wrap this in a bow for now. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, yeah. Um, and that's the show. Uh, uh, thank you, Jamie Viterami, for joining us. Um, the cult of robots versus <laughs> That's the right. The cult of RBT. We will rise joining. and take over. <laughs> there will be L&B pizza for everyone. Coleslaw for everybody. Um, so, um, from both of us here, I'm Pablo Morali Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are the Robots vs. Taxes program. On Radio Free Brooklyn with special guest, Jamie Veterame. Yeah. <laughs> uh, while you're out there, you could try keeping it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the Week.